This is the Christians at Tech Reverse the Trend podcast. Our goal is that the current trend of less Bible reading could be completely reversed and a new trend could be established on the Texas Tech campus. Hope you all enjoy. Hello, this is Martin. And I, I'm on staff with Christians at Tech, and I'm going to be giving you a little overview of the book of 1 Corinthians. This is a book that was written by Paul the Apostle. You read about him when you read through the book of Acts. And he is writing, his audience here, is to the church in Corinth. And if you look in 1 Corinthians 1-2, what he says the church in Corinth is are the saints uh, of God, or they are those who call on the Lord Jesus. A really interesting verse. Hope you can look at that. And uh, this book was written in AD 59, so almost two millennia ago. And Paul was writing it when he was finishing a stay of about three years in Ephesus. So this is a really old book. Uh, But as I hope you'll see, it's still very applicable today. Um, So anyway, when you come to chapter one, when you're going to read that, Uh, Paul is writing some nice verses, but then all of a sudden when you get to verse 10, right away you're confronted with a pretty big problem, and this is really a running theme in the book of 1 Corinthians, which is lots of problems, and some of them are really crazy. The first problem is division. The Christians in this church could not be one with each other because they preferred Uh, certain Christian leaders over others. Does this sound familiar? Anyway, there's lots of problems. Uh, Some Christians were being immoral, and it was really weird. And then some Christians were suing each other in the church uh, that they were in there. And some Christians were being so... uh, They were enjoying their freedom in Christ so much that what they did was they thought they could do anything with no repercussions, not just for themselves, but they weren't concerned with what they did and how it impacted other Christians. Also, um, they had a problem with gifts. You know, Christians, we really like to talk about our gift from God. And the Corinthians were really concerned with their gifts from God, but they were so concerned that they really didn't care how their quote-unquote gift impacted other Christians, and that became a big problem. So anyway, that's not all the problems, but there there are so many I can't mention them all in this short overview. So <clears throat> when you're reading through this book, you might want to just pay attention to a couple of words. They're words that Christians kind of throw around a lot, but what's interesting about these words is that Paul uses them in a way that we don't typically use them, but is actually the scriptural or biblical way of using these words. The first word you'll want to pay attention to in 1 Corinthians is in the very first chapter. It's the word saint. Usually when we use that word, we're referring to a football team in New Orleans or we're referring to a group of very special Christians, maybe who've done some miraculous things. Well, actually, when Paul uses this word, and in Greek this word means just holy ones, Paul uses this word to describe all the Christians in the church in Corinth. And, you know, when you read the book of 1 Corinthians, you will realize pretty quickly, wow, these people really are bad. They're not holy at all. And yet, 
it's pretty crazy that Paul describes them as saints or the holy ones. Okay, the next word is church. This word gets thrown around a lot in the book. And many times when we use the word church, we think of, I'm going to church. Or uh, we think of a building. But when Paul uses the word, he's referring to the people, the Christians, the body of Christ. He's not talking about a physical building. So keep that in mind. Also, when Paul, Paul uses the word cross, keep in mind, he's not just talking about the place where Jesus died, but something that can become our experience as Christians, really similar to Matthew 16, 24, where Jesus says to take up your cross. So keep that in mind. He's talking about an experience here. And the last word is prophesying, a word we don't use very often because we usually take it to mean that we're going to predict the future if we prophesy. But remember, when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 14, that Paul is using a different definition of the word prophesy when he uses the word, which means to speak for or to speak forth something. So in 1 Corinthians 14, when Paul uses this word, he's talking about people speaking for Christ or speaking for Christ. Just keep that in mind. That chapter is very applicable. So anyway, this book is full of problems and I couldn't name them all. But what's really interesting is how Paul deals with these problems. He doesn't give the Corinthians a bunch of advice or step-by-step improvement points, but he actually just tells them about Christ and who he is in different ways. Maybe ways that the Corinthians hadn't thought of before. And, you know, we need to consider, you know, usually when we have problems, we're looking for advice or solution, like uh, when we're struggling in school or you know, different things. But if Paul were here and we were having problems, what he would do is not give us advice, but he would give us different ways that Christ is our real solution. So this book of 1 Corinthians is not just for first century Christians. It's actually for us today. Why? Well, do you have problems? I do. I have tons of problems. And you know what? What would Paul do? He would share with us about who Christ is in a way that actually helps us and gets to the root of our problem. Our problem isn't just, you know, uh, you're mad at somebody or you don't. Our problem is actually we don't know who Jesus is very much. And so the real solution to our problems, just like it was in the book of 1 Corinthians, is getting to know Jesus, who he really is. Uh, together and and by yourself. And that is actually and really helpful to us and really solves our problems. So when you're reading this book, don't just notice the problems because there's a lot of them, but search for how Paul presents Christ as the actual and real solution to the problems. And then see if these different sides of Christ may be exactly what you need right now for something that you're going through. So anyway, thanks so much for listening, and I really hope you enjoy this book.